Welcome to Fertility Cafe, the home for every conversation exploring alternative family building through IVF, surrogacy, egg, sperm, and embryo donation. Our host, Eloise Drain, alternates episodes between educational shows covering specific topics and guest narratives for further insight. For a mastery, understanding, and confidence in all things alternative family, subscribe to Fertility Cafe. Hey there. Welcome to episode 84 of Fertility Cafe. I'm your host, Eloise Drain. There's a reason why I encourage everybody involved in family building to own their journey. Whether you're an intended parent, surrogate, or egg donor, you have to know going in that this may be a challenging road. It's easy to feel overwhelmed by all the factors that are out of your control in the third-party reproduction process. And that's why it's so important to realize what is in your control so you can feel like a proactive participant at every stage of the journey. This show is all about taking the reins by advocating for yourself. Self-advocacy is the ability to speak up for yourself and ask for what you need, allowing you to have control over important decisions that affect your life. In this episode, we're going to talk about why everyone in the third-party reproduction process, intended parents, surrogates, and egg donors, need to advocate for themselves to ensure the entire journey is as successful as possible. For me, this is not about empowerment, which is given to you from someone or something outside of yourself. This is about you claiming ownership of your experience and your journey and doing everything you can to be your own advocate. So let's get into it. First, I want to start by exploring one of the most important pieces of how you can advocate for yourself in your family building journey, and that is by working with people who are invested in your success. If you're an intended parent beginning your fertility journey and you're exploring which doctor or clinic to work with, find somebody who is genuinely engaged in your progress and provides the level of care you expect and deserve. Don't stick with someone out of a false sense of loyalty if you feel your needs are not being met. Your time and your care are the most important thing, so if you feel it's not a match for you, keep researching doctors and clinics until you feel you found the one that can accommodate your needs. If you're interested in becoming a surrogate, self-advocate by choosing an agency that is infested in your success. Your body is your own, so you don't want to enter into a situation where you feel commodified or taken advantage of in any way. Your voice matters and the right agency will give you the respect, treatment, and compensation that you deserve for doing something so incredibly impactful for another person or couple. As a surrogate, you maintain full body autonomy. In any clinic, doctor's office, or hospital, you should expect to be treated as the sole decision maker over your body. And though you need to accommodate the intended parent's wishes, you should not feel like you're compromised in any way. Similarly, as an egg donor, you want to work with a reputable agency that treats you as a human, not an object. This is an intimate experience for you, and you should feel comfortable during every step of your journey. Finding the right provider as an intended parent, or in the case of surrogates and egg donors, the right agency to work with, is the first hurdle to clear in self-advocacy. Communicating effectively and navigating the process is the next hurdle. 
A lot of people, women especially, don't feel like it's their place to challenge their doctor. It can be stressful when someone in the medical profession tells you something that doesn't sit right with you. You think to yourself, well, they're the credited doctor. Who am I to push back? It's intimidating. You assume they know better than you do. But I can say you can and should challenge your doctor. One of the most important ways to advocate for yourself is to be invested in your own care and not be afraid to push back or ask questions when there is a diagnosis or treatment plan you don't understand or agree with. It is your duty to yourself to ask questions, vocalize any concerns you might have, and educate yourself by doing your own research. Because here's the thing you need to get clear on. The medical profession's opinion doesn't have to be the final say in your situation. In terms of communicating effectively, you should go in having done some research as to what the process entails and speak about what you need. Come into any meeting armed with questions. As a surrogate, before you commit to carrying a child for someone, advocate for yourself by making sure you discuss all medical ramifications and, of course, be sure your health and your legal rights are all outlined in your contract. You'll want to ensure that issues such as prenatal care appointments, invasive prenatal testing, medications prescribed, and vaccinations given are all discussed and agreed on. If there is something being requested of you that is outside the scope of your agreement that you're not comfortable with, you need to speak up. Above all else, you must feel safe and have every assurance that you are in capable hands and you are getting the best care possible throughout your pregnancy. The next step for anyone proactively in charge of their journey is to confirm expectations with their practice. If you're a new patient at a clinic, inquire about their communication methods and expect a turnaround time for updates or test results. This will enable you to understand the appropriate way to contact the clinic's team and have a clear expectation of timing. For example, if you are aware that you will receive a phone call after 3 p.m. following a blood draw, it can help to alleviate some anxiety. Always remember that no one knows your body better than you do. If you are unsure about something, ask questions. And don't worry if your question seems basic or obvious. In your fertility journey, so much is out of your control, but you advocating for yourself with your medical team is a concrete way you can have some control. Voicing your concerns as an egg donor means making sure your agency is completely upfront and transparent with you about the process. Once matched, you can ask whether this is a confirmed match or whether the intended parents are still looking at other egg donors. Make sure you get the whole story so you're not just being put on hold. You should not feel manipulated in any way, so speak up for yourself. If you have blackout dates, for example, a family event that you want to attend, make sure it's important to communicate the times you will and will not be available for medical procedures related to your egg donation. Remember that your time is just as important as anyone else's time. This should feel like an equal partnership and should not feel like you bending over backward to accommodate everyone else's time. However, with that said, you need to remember your commitment and responsibility to this process. Another way to self-advocate is to tell your provider what you need. 
Write questions and concerns down so you won't forget what you want to bring up. And if you're feeling a little out of sorts and not in a good place to absorb information, give yourself a little break. You're dealing with a lot, and you may sometimes feel overwhelmed or distracted during a consultation. I mean, after all, you're only human. When that happens, it's okay to ask for clarification or request that the information be presented in a different way. You could say something like, I'm sorry, I'm finding it hard to concentrate right now. Can you please provide the information in writing so I can review it later? By speaking up, you can ensure that you receive the information you need, which makes for a better relationship with your provider. If you don't advocate for yourself, the doctor will probably assume that you absorbed and understood everything. This very simple communication can really go a long way toward putting you and your provider on a more level playing field. All parties should speak up about their needs to make sure that accommodations and considerations are being made and that whatever contract they enter into, it's an equal relationship. Another powerful way to self-advocate is to seek support and create community. A family building journey can often be stressful and isolating. It doesn't help that the same people you might normally turn to for support, like your family and friends, have stressed you out with a barrage of questions and comments. Though they have the best of intentions, their working knowledge of infertility may be based on a sitcom or a sensational news piece they read. You might feel like you're walking this path alone, but you have to realize there are so many people out there you can connect with. Organizations like Resolve have excellent local peer support groups you can check out. By joining one of these groups, you can connect with others who can offer you support and guidance in your third-party reproduction experience. This is just another example of how you can take care of your needs. Surrogates, of course, need to advocate for emotional support as well. Whether it's your partner, your family, or Facebook group, know that there are people who care that you can connect with to alleviate some of the stress or anxiety you might be experiencing. Advocating for yourself can also look like getting support from a fertility counselor. Fertility counselors work with all parties involved in order to minimize risks and maximize the positive outcome Fertility counselors provide valuable and thoughtful guidance and education and assist in clarifying and exploring roles, expectations, and potential outcomes. Family building can be a stressful and alienating journey. Therefore, it's so important to get support, whether this be leaning on family and friends, support groups, a fertility counselor, or a therapist. You're not the first person to walk this path, and there is definitely strength in numbers. Another really important piece of advice for self-advocacy is don't ignore your intuition. Oprah has talked so much about trusting your intuition, and it really resonates with me in my own life. Learning to trust your instincts, using your intuitive sense of what's best for you, is paramount for any lasting success. Tune into the still, small voice of your intuition. As Oprah says, it's really more of a feeling than a voice a whispery sensation that pulsates just beneath the surface of your being. All animals have it. We're the only creatures that deny and ignore it. If you've ever been told by your medical provider that your pain or discomfort is normal and that there is nothing you can do about it, you are definitely not alone. It can be challenging to advocate for yourself under these circumstances, but you should always trust your intuition, 
especially when it comes to your body and your health. Unfortunately, this is a relatively common experience for women. For example, women are prescribed less effective painkillers than men and often have to wait longer in emergency waiting rooms before being treated. And it's common for women to be told that their pain is all in their heads or that they are worrying too much and if you would just relax, the problems would go away. The fact is, if you have a feeling that something isn't right, it probably isn't. After all, we know our own bodies and minds best, and we can often sense the early signs that something is off in our lives. This applies to women pushing through their fertility journey, dealing with doctors, clinics, and other specialists. And it also applies to surrogates and egg donors. If people seem genuinely invested in your health and wellness, that comes across. And it works the other way. If you get a bad vibe about an agency or a couple and you suspect being played, listen to that feeling. And again, advocate for your needs. Ask pointed questions. Get the facts. And if you're not satisfied that they have your best interest at heart, walk away. At the end of the day, when you're armed with information, best practice suggestions, and you've done your best to optimize communication and support, you become your own best advocate to ensure your needs are met and your mental and physical health is preserved. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this episode helpful, please rate Fertility Cafe on your favorite listening platform and share this episode with anyone you think could benefit from hearing it. Tune in next week for another amazing episode on Fertility Cafe. Until then, remember, love has no limits, neither should parenthood. <laughs>